630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader. 630 Chad. All right, taking you into the weekend. Hopefully uh, it will be a relatively rain-free one given what we've seen. I guess we uh, could have a little bit of rain tonight. Tomorrow looks uh, okay, I suppose, for most of the day. And uh, what's after that? Oh, Sunday's the next day after that. My dad's at Arkwalk. He uh, was back there today on White Ave in front of the Scotia Bank. He'll be there again tomorrow from 10 to 5, so I'll definitely be uh, helping him out a little bit and dropping by. It's always fun to walk down White Ave and see everything on display. It was uh, not overly fun last night to be a spectator at Commonwealth Stadium. The home team got beaten badly, 49-6 by the Calgary Stampeders, and the weather turned quite nasty, which caused a... uh, weather delay and uh, got a lot of people very wet some people didn't come back after the weather delay and the Edmonton Elks are now one and four and to discuss that and who knows what else former member of the double e are inside the game analyst here on 630 Chet. it's Blake Dermott Blake how are you doing I'm doing fine Reed I'm doing uh, I'm doing better tonight than I was last night was not uh, was not enjoying the game last night <clears throat> was not enjoying the the weather uh, it was uh, it was an all-around kick in the pants. Yeah, it was tough, and I gotta say, I was, I was, I felt optimistic going into the game because we know the Elks got trampled in their first game. They played three close games since then, and unfortunately, only one went their way. But you could see some progress, and you could see, you know, three or four plays if they execute a little better or don't take a penalty, they could be right in there against anybody. And then Trey Ford made that spectacular scramble and deep throw, and it's it is it, it's three three, and they hit Bo Levi a couple times, and then oh my goodness, Blake, it it felt a little bit. I hate to say this, it felt a little bit like last season where you, they just weren't even in it. Yeah, yeah, that. <laughs> well, you know what? It was like uh, I, I made this comment uh, after the game about uh, the, you know, growth. Growth is not always a a steady upward um, um, line it's it's usually got some peaks and some valleys along the way and uh, you know when they, when they looked at the game from the beginning of the season you know and then uh, and then the, the next three games they progressively got better to the point where they won a game in their fourth game and then I think sometimes you know one of the things so many are so I comment on this last night he said after the game he said you know we we are not a good enough team now to live anywhere but in the present. And and what he really means by that is that you, we can't get ahead of ourselves. We can't we can't think about what happened behind, last week. We can't think about what's going to happen two plays from now. We have to think about right now. And I think there was probably some guys who saw this, and, and, and maybe this is a natural uh, situation, but you saw yourself making improvement, making improvement, finally you get that win. And I think some people felt that this was going to be easier to get the second win and uh you know in including the fact that they had relative success against calgary the last time for for three quarters so so they took a step back last night and uh i'm just hoping that the step back that they took doesn't cost them the ability to to be able to improve for next week because because you are losing two you've lost two quarterbacks a defensive lineman and uh, and a defensive back uh, and I don't believe any of those guys will be playing in the game this weekend 
um, yeah. unless you know. Uh, so, so that's the danger. That, that that's what happened last night. They they not only took a humiliating loss, um, but they also lost some some pretty quality players on a team that at this at this point in the season doesn't have a ton of them. So, all right, I, I have to ask you this, Blake, and I, I know it's not the only position on the field. And I know they gave up 49 points. I guess, I mean, the one touchdown was in the last minute, but it still counts, right? That Calgary still had the ball in a scoring position. Yep. How much of this, though, and they look, I, they would have had to score 50 points to win, which is absurd. So I'm not going to blame, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm not going to blame it all on the quarterback. But I have to ask you about the quarterback position and how much would steadier play there make a difference? Well, Reed, I mean, that's in, in football. That's a critical position. If you don't, if you don't have uh, somebody that uh, um, can, it can operate an, an offense, and to be able to move the ball efficiently, and and not always, you know, they don't they don't have to win the game on their on their own back, uh, their legs and their arm. But but a good quarterback has to probably win two games a year on his own. You know, that's that's the, the rule. You, you you don't have to win every game, but you have to win probably two of them, you know, where you've got to come from behind. you got to make some exceptional plays, and, you know, those kinds of things. And right now, I'm not – I don't believe uh, that they, they're in that position where – and especially, you know, when you look at uh, um, Nick Arbuckle when he comes into the game, he – I think he threw for 97 yards. I was wrong last night. I was – I think he said it was at 70, but I think he had 97 yards. And he threw – I can't remember if it was 10 for 15 or something like that. I mean, respectable percentage numbers, 65, 66%, respectable. But when you consider that he had a couple of passes that were in that 15 to 20-yard range, and then the rest of his passes were in that three-yard range, yeah. like how are you, you know, how are you expecting to, at one point in time, I think he was, he had seven complete seven passes. And and uh, and one was for 15 yards, and and the other ones averaged to 20 yards. Six passes for 20 yards. Like that's not doing it. That's not getting it. That's not getting it done. Now, when when um, when he's throwing those, uh, is he is it because he's he's missing his read? He's he's too uh, too slow in getting the ball out of his hand. Um, did the receiver not? You know, make his read. You know, I mean, there's there's a bunch of things that can happen that way. But I, and, and Manny Arsenal said after the game as well. You know, he said that I know. You know, I, I can't I can't um, uh, comment on the defense because I can only comment on my side of the ball in my position. And he said we made a ton of mistakes tonight. And so, so you know, I guess you could look at at Nick Arbuckle and say, um, you know. Uh, Part of it, part of this is is his inability to be able to move this offense, but also, again, with with the youth and the inexperience of guys playing together and everything else, you know, um, there's mistakes to be made, and um, they don't have a good enough quarterback to win a game on his own yet. So, so they uh, um, uh, they struggled, and and I don't know if it's all the quarterback's fault. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. Uh, I, they, and I, uh, this is. It's, you know what it's like, Blake, because you've been around football your whole life and you played it at, at a high level. And I've, I've said this to you, the quarterback probably sometimes gets too much blame when they lose and too much credit when they win, but he touches the ball every play. So it comes with yeah. the position, whether it's fair or not. And, 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 I, and I know, uh, I, I mean, uh, um, 
you know, I'm getting a couple messages tonight from listeners. They got a trade for Vernon Adams. Somebody else said at least Trey Ford is exciting to watch, and now he's probably going to miss the the next couple of games. So, yeah, we'll see if Chris Jones. I, I mean, maybe maybe some of this is on Jones to try to to try to swing a deal to give. And, I, and again, there are other problems. There is some inexperience. There are some guys learning. But uh, I mean, it, like if you were a player on that team, would you think, okay, our GM's going to help us out here? Who's also the coach? Well, I mean, uh, if I'm on that team uh, as a player that just came off of a, a loss, 49 to six loss, I wouldn't be worrying about whether or not the GM is going to help me out. I'd be worried whether or not I'm doing my job so that I'm not out the door. Um, you, you know what I mean? Like you, you've got to worry yeah. about your own your own play because there was, and and we're just talking about the quarterbacks right now. But there was an awful lot of guys who didn't play very well yesterday. Think about. How many that one Kadeem uh, carry, uh, you know, sec- it was second and 20, and uh, they're throwing the ball from the end zone. And he catches the ball at about, you know, the th- three yards and ends up m- making six Elks uh, missed tackles before they brought him down. And they- we're talking about Elks that came up and, and laid up, you know, threw a shoulder into him trying to trying to be- do the big hit. I think there was three guys who didn't wrap him, hit him hard with their shoulders but didn't wrap him. You know, those, as far as I'm concerned, those guys are as complicit in this game as, as anybody else, as any quarterback. And there was countless numbers of, of times where the defensive guys, one-on-one with, a, with a, uh, a guy in open field, and they get an arm on him and can't bring him down. And, you know, I, I don't know what to say. I mean, I, I, I played defense in college. I didn't play defense in the pros. It's hard. Trust me, it's difficult to try to tackle a guy who's 230 pounds and running through your arm. But that's what you get paid for. That's football. That's what you've done your whole life. And 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 a lot of times things like tackling are just, uh, you know, it's it's like it's like being a defensive player in hockey. It's a desire position. You know, you're on defense. You want to bring a guy down. You want to be able to to make that play and make that tackle. And when guys are running through arms, you know, and 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 it's easy to say that you know when you're getting you know 40, 49 to six, you know, people are gonna. Uh, start thinking about protecting themselves. But, I mean, that's early in the game when that stuff is happening, and that's got to get better. And uh, and then there was a couple of times uh, late in the game where, you know, and again, this is difficult as an offensive lineman running back, you know, and when the team knows you're down 49 to 6 and, or 42 to 6 or something at the time, what are you going to do, run the ball? No, they're going to throw the ball. So now they can just pin their ears back. And it's difficult to play when when you know that they know you know, you've lost that element of surprise. And, uh, uh, but there was a, a couple of plays. I just saw uh, a couple offensive linemen that just sort of, they, they, they got beat. But, you know, when, when you get beat, you chase a guy, you do whatever you can to get back into the play. But they got beat and just stood there. And, and I'm like, wow, that's, that's not, to me, that, that's, that's not a good sign. So, yeah. so there's a lot of things that they've got to, they've got to, uh, you know, I, I trust that Chris Jones is going to try to find people to, to, to get, make this team better. I trust him, um, you know, more than I've trusted any other of the coaches slash general managers in the last few years here. Um, but the players have to worry about themselves and do their own jobs to maintain their jobs here. And, and they have to continue to get better. Blake, I got to ask you one more thing, and I have talked to you about this before. You, you know that I have my little things that annoy me year after year, and sometimes I need your counsel. Uh, <laughs> two weeks in a row, the opposition has missed a field goal, 
the Elks returner has fielded the kick deep in his end zone, has tried to run it out, and has been tackled inside the 10. Yeah. And I'm thinking, what is the big deal about giving up one point to gain 20 to 30 yards of field position? Now, I realize Calgary did that and ran it back for a touchdown, which is another problem. Why Why does it seem like our returners trying to be heroes? Are, are, like, did coaches, like, are the coaches always giving them the green light? Because I would think if you're catching it 17 yards deep in the end zone, kneel down and take it on the 35. Or, you know, if it's a longer kick, you might get it outside of the 35. Right. Well, I think, I think typically, um, I mean, that signal is sent in from the sidelines. So that's, yeah. to, to run it out, that's either, that's a coach's decision or the returner is, uh, you know, if there's confidence in the returner, uh, they'll say, you know, that's your decision. If you think you can make it, that you better make it. If you think you can get the ball out in decent position, um, then, then, uh, then that's your decision. But I think for the most part, the coaches are probably signaling to get it out, get it out. Now, the other thing that may be, a little bit of a um, uh, a little bit of a crutch for the coaches, uh, you know. Maybe one of the reasons, if it is a coach's decision, why they've done that. Have you seen the punter? I mean, this guy coming into the game had a 51-yard average. So if you get into trouble, he's getting you out of trouble. But then they gave so, up the safety anyway, though, right? So yeah, that, yeah. I know what you're. I, I, I understand though. That, but that's probably what, uh, probably a, a little bit of the. The decision-making process is they've got the ability to be able to kick themselves out of trouble, and uh, and yeah, as it turns out, it bit them in the butt. But the uh, um, but that's probably why, you know. Um, and uh, and I don't know, like I I'm, I agree with you in that the uh, uh, you know why give up why not give up a, a, a single and then get the better field position. But I guess when you're dealing with a team that's having trouble score, scoring points, and they they the Elks have. Every time you give an opponent another point, that makes it just a little bit deeper hole for me to dig out of. All right. Well, Blake, uh, hopefully a, a better a better game all around coming up against Montreal in a week. I know you're going to be on with Morley and Dave, and uh, I always love uh, our chats, whether the team's doing well or not. Have a good weekend, my friend. We'll talk soon. Okay, thanks a lot, Reed. You too. That is Blake Dermott, former member of the Double E and uh, now an analyst for us here on 630 Chat, as he has been for uh, many, many years. Always enjoy talking to him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we can talk about the quarterback position a lot. I, I think that's fair. But he pointed out that one play. What did he say? Six guys missed a tackle? That's half the defense. <laughs> that's that's going to allow the, the the runner to get tons of yardage. So that's uh, another problem, too, here for the Elks as we move along. It is 7.50. It's Inside Sports on Chet. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. So I was uh, looking earlier today. You should go read this, especially if you're uh, a sports nerd by me and you just like reading different stuff. CFL.ca slash weather. So there was a lightning delay last night. If there's a lightning strike within 10 kilometers of the stadium, the game gets stopped. So that's what happens last night. If there's uh, if the stoppage is longer than 60 minutes after the midway point of the third quarter, the game is over. It the the team that is ahead wins. If it's before the halfway point of the third quarter, if the total stoppage is uh, more than three hours. The players don't have to replay the game or start or pick it up the next day. If a team is leading by more than 21 points in the first quarter, they win. 
If they are leading by more than 17 points in the second quarter, they win. If they're ahead by more than 13 in the third quarter, they win. That's if they don't make it to halfway point of the third. Now, there's there's this awesome explanation of other stuff. If if the teams, if they don't make, so let's say the game was tied at halftime and there's so much lightning they can't finish the game. If they don't play each other again, the game would be considered a tie, even if one team was ahead. If they do play each other again, before the start of the next game, they would do a little two-possession shootout, similar to overtime, except each team would start at midfield. But for each point scored before the weather stoppage, the, the, the leading team would get one yard closer to the end zone. So the example that it, that it gives, let's say a game was 15 nothing in the first quarter. So they haven't made the point differential. So they do this little middle game, mini game. Team A would start on the 40 and Team B would start from the 55. And this the score would be 0-0, but they'd give the team that was ahead in the lightning delayed game uh, an advantage with the possession. Anyway, uh, I find that interesting. You could just be rolling your eyes and saying, Reed, why are you such a geek? I get that all the time. Don't worry. Uh, thanks to Dave Campbell. He's the producer of Inside Sports. Derek Scott, your studio producer this evening. For a full summary of the Oilers draft activities, you can go to 630ched.com, globalnews.ca. We're rolling into development camp now, and we'll probably get uh, an official announcement early next week about Duncan Keith retiring, and that's going to free up $5.5 million on the salary cap for your Edmonton Oilers. Hey, really appreciate you listening to the show. Hope you have an awesome weekend. My name's Reed. Take care. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.